Thundergrunt. Bob. Hey, Bob. Why don't you introduce yourselves? I am Jimmy George, a full-time script consultant and a screenwriter, and I semi have my voice back. It's back. <laughs> it's, it's pretty back. much back. I'm Jamie Nash, and I'm a screenwriter, and my voice was always here. <laughs> and I'm Bob Rose, and I'm the voice of a generation. That's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, guys. So today we're going to talk about a movie that I think we just said right before we start recording. This could be a three-hour episode. Holy shit. And we're, we're not going to do a three-hour no. episode. No. <laughs> four everyone, hours. Yeah, four yeah, hours. Yeah, four hours. We're going to be here for the rest of the week. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's writer's blockbusters IMAX edition. <laughs> we actually have locked the doors and everything. We have toilet yeah. paper, bread, and milk. All right, we're so good. We're ready to go. We're going to talk about Into the Spider-Verse, yes. uh, the script to Into the, the Spider-Verse, script. which yes. this is a first, I think, for this this show, is all three of us have read the script in yep. full. Because if you don't know, on this show, we take the finished movie as the script, because yeah. that way, that's the only version we all would know is accurate and we could yeah. use is the finished movie. But this time, we actually have all seen the movie and read the script that's supplied by the studio, right? Right. That's right. And Jamie, if I'm not mistaken, didn't you say that sometimes they supply scripts that are edited to retrofit the movie? I, I suspect this one is one of those. Yeah, um, it seemed really on the nose. Yeah, you, you find, like, I remember the one that comes to mind, because I remember when Force Awakens came out, and there was some there was some questions I had about it. Like, I was hoping the screenplay had, like, the extra scenes and stuff. And when they finally showed up with the screenplay, because I guess they wanted it to win awards or something. Yeah. It was exactly like the movie. It was even underplayed a little bit, like right. the movie had more. And I, I get the feeling that's what this is. And that's usually, they almost go back and conform it to the edits. They don't give away like threads they might have had yeah. or deleted scenes. Yeah. And this, this feels like This that. felt like I was literally watching the movie mm -hmm. again. I think. I can't believe it would be that on the nose. But then again, I've never read an animation script, I think. Yeah. So, and that, so there was one, that one. One interesting thing I noticed was how it labeled the sequences, which felt like very much like animation. Notes. It gave them titles. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you guys about that. Is that a common thing with animation? Do you know? I've never seen never it seen myself. it before. We're gonna. I'm gonna for anyone listening. I'm gonna put a link to the script to download the script if you're interested in reading it. Yeah, it almost yeah, feels yeah. like it's labeled for the like the animation department. You know, um, the only one thing that I noticed different than the script, and it was such a subtle thing, is when he tells his dad he loves him as Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. um, in the script, it's just, I love you, with an exclamation point. And in the movie, he's trying to play it cool, remember, and he changes yeah, yeah, his yeah. voice and everything. So that was the only thing I noticed different in the whole script. It was like... It's otherwise... I mean, I didn't notice yeah. that, but it, it was on the nose. Like, yeah. The, the guy, uh, I think his name's Rodney Rothman. It, he's he's on Twitter. He was the one that shared it. I almost think it might be worth a question to him to ask about those sequences, if that's a common thing. And yeah. For some explanation. Seems like a good guy. He might, he might answer. But the, that the, being said, don't... The animators have been on Twitter talking about the movie I know, constantly. and I love that. It's great. It's I love so that. great. Find There's all those Sharing people. their insight, it's great. Yeah. 
But I wanted to ask you before we dug into all these things, we're going to talk about the breakdown of the storytelling. Again, we've talked about this with the Incredibles episode. Like, was this, do you think this was written first and then animated? Or do you think this was created during the animation process, the yeah, scripting? I, so there's a little bit of information out there that I'll, I'll say. So the two writers of this credited were Phil Lord and Rodney Rothman. Um, from what I can tell, uh, years ago, remember the whole Sony hack incident? Yeah. Stuff like yep. that. This movie was actually leaked. Like some discussions about this movie were leaked at that time. So wow. that goes that goes back to 2014, yeah. I think. Uh, and at that point, it was Phil. It was Lord and Miller working on a treatment that they would produce for someone else to come and write. So my guess is Lord and Miller wrote a lot of it. Okay. And then there were probably there could have been other writers. There could have been uh, Ro- Rothman is one of the directors, he probably came in late and helped guide the screenplay down yeah. the path. Uh, one of the things they said, they said this movie, I, I read this somewhere, I can't remember, somewhere in the internet, <laughs> in the development, this movie had one of the longest storyboards of any, or I, of the board process or whatever, their animatics, or I don't even know specifically what it is, but they said it was about, it was two hours long. So in animated films, and I, I've worked on a couple myself that haven't quite gotten to this. I've never had one produced, but I've I've worked in the early stages. Didn't you, you have like a Smurfs, a French Smurfs one? Or something? Something I remember like you asked me about that. That was that. a mix of live action oh, and okay, real. Okay. But th- 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 the same guy actually. We went on to work on another one that he was an animate an animation guy, and um, they do a whole process where I was writing a treatment. At the same time, animators were going and boarding up this treatment and making the characters and showing what the sequences look like. From that, they were going to do a full-length animatic to sit and watch. As you were writing? As I was writing. That's why I asked It, it kind of was going hand-in-hand hand with the writing process. Um, again, I have... It's totally li- different. I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, he's I've, talked about this. I have yeah. limited experience with it, but I think this is the way it generally goes. You know, it's probably I think you're more, right. Yeah. So they make a full-length animatic that's you know very sketchy and quick and stuff like that. But they watch that. They score it. They put sound effects in it. They do all that stuff, and then they sit and watch it, and they give notes on that. What I've heard about this one, is, which was weird, is that their animatic was over two hours long for okay. this movie. And they said it's because Lord and Miller have a process where they like to overstuff movies with ideas and then pair them back. Okay. Where most animation, they, they're trying, because it's so time-consuming even to do these animatics, yeah. they're right. trying to keep them short. Right. You know, They're trying to make them yeah. almost exactly what you'd see. Yeah, Toy Story is 70 minutes. Yeah. 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 So you well, know, this this script is 135 pages. No. Which which is long. It took yeah. me two hours, two yeah. and hours and change to read. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. A, a friend of mine who went who read it recently, we were discussing. He noticed that they also used if you, if you look in Final Draft, they use tight format as opposed to yep. loose or normal format. So they actually it's probably actually another 10 pages yeah, long. Yeah. It's very truncated. I, I saw yeah. that. Um. Which I noticed a lot of screenplays out there do that nowadays. Yeah, they're cheating. Uh, they're, they use that tight format. So, yeah, 133 <laughs> pages, tight format. But it goes to show you, because the movie, I don't know, I don't have the runtime in front of me. It probably clocks in at 90 minutes or 95 or something. I feel like, it, it, you know what, uh, reading it, I feel like it felt like a 90-minute movie. Yeah. yeah. I know that's a weird thing to say when I saw it, it felt 90 minutes, but yeah. I have no idea. So I don't either. It kind of goes to show you that that whole 
pages. How long did do, do we remember how long the Lego movie was? The other movie, the other animated movie they I don't remember. They wrote. I don't yeah. remember. But it, you're right. It does go to show you like sometimes that pay, one page per minute is not accurate at all. <laughs> so it was spacing. <laughs> they, they changed the spacing. So so when, so talking about animation as we've established, it's kind of different with the script mm-hmm. process. But by it the can way, be. This but, is this is the runtime of this. Sorry to interrupt. No, it's it says, okay. Go for it it says it's uh, and I don't even remember this. It says it's 117 minutes. That's what IMDb says. So it's almost 2 hours. It's almost, almost two, hours. 2 hours. I don't okay. remember it being that long. Okay. It goes uh, by so it's about pretty quick. 20 pages yeah. off that page to minute. That's amazing. It's a brisk movie. Yeah, it packs so and much in. And it packs in. so much into it. Oh my gosh. It's, it's, it's that after credits. It's very rare that you see an animated film that long because basically the thought is kids' attention spans who mainly right. go see animated films just, you know, they won't last that long. Right. They'll, they'll give up about the 90 yeah. minute mark. So it's pretty rare. Or just to see. the average viewer well, now. Well, yeah. Also, like, <laughs> I know that I know that they got it's This is only Phil Lord, right? In the end, the end product is Phil Lord. But they've right. made, what, three animated movies? They've written three animated movies so far. I think if I could be wrong, the Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, right. Lego movie, this. I can't remember if they did the sequel to Cloudy. Um, I don't remember. But all those movies are jam packed, right? And they go by like so fast. They're kind of yeah. masters at yeah. that balance. So I agree. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So 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 we don't have a definitive answer as to whether it was the script first or the animation no. first. I, I bet yeah. there was a mix. There was probably yeah. the treatment. There was probably script. They probably did a board. Then they probably rewrote. Yeah. And and just the mere fact that that director, I think I read that those directors came on board later in the process. They weren't on from the beginning. One of them is the Rise of the Guardians guy, right? Right. Gotcha. Right. Which okay. is a great underrated animated movie. I haven't seen it. I want to. Really yeah. great. Yeah. It, weird movie. But but <laughs> yeah. the fact that that director who came on later got a writing credit tells me that there was a lot of writing throughout yeah. the process. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, so um, okay. it's like the Mission Impossible thing. Yeah, it's a it's a lot like the what stunts, we talked about. The stunts Chris, dictate, Chris McClary, yeah, yeah, the stunts dictate yeah. the script. Whereas here, the animators and the director, yeah, it's all because it, uh, animated movies made in post. It is post. It's, it's a, a, it's just right? it's very I mean, yeah. exactly. It's, made it's post. very instructive because you know if there's people out there listening who are interested in you know writing an animated movie, it's good for them to know my, these things. My guess on. is Lord Miller came in with that spider-verse pitch the parallel universe and all that stuff and the tone and everything and then they brought the miles morales script that's merged it with that Mm, probably i'm so glad they did so yeah uh, yeah totally i think i I bet they came i bet they came with miles morales is the the lego idea that's the lego (laughs) cloudy with a chance of meatballs idea the pop spider-man thing um by the way lego movie 100 minutes runtime Okay. okay, so that's not okay. terribly far off. Not that. terribly far off, but you figure with credits, it was probably ninety minutes, 90, ten minutes of credits, yeah. and yeah. the credits have the song that plays that everyone sat yeah. through anyway. Right? <laughs> so, exactly. Um, Jamie, what so far? Because this movie's still in theaters. Uh, what's the business been like? The box office. Yeah, we it, always we forgot to talk about the box office. Yeah, it, <laughs> I know it's it's, uh, it's three hundred and two million worldwide. Uh, okay. One hundred and forty-seven domestic, one fifty-four foreign. So it's. It's kind of neck and neck, foreign and domestic. I, I don't know what to make of that. Maybe the comedy aspects, you know, it appeals yeah. as much domestically as it so, does. I've been screaming from the mountaintops. Go see it. I feel like everyone I know has. So, God. It's, ha- my nephew who loves Spider-Man hasn't seen it. It's because it's, it's, you know. It's, just, it's a it's, it's weird time to release a Spider-Man movie, yeah. which it acknowledges. Yeah. It's, its budget it was itself, 90 but, million. But when you think about it, since the Sony hack, we've had Spider-Man Homecoming. Spider-Man became part of the Marvel Universe. Venom. Venom 
was a well i know it was derided i've not even seen it uh, Neither it made I. a ton Gotta of money. Admit, I've seen it twice. It made a ton <laughs> had a, of money. Had a ball with it. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm like, uh, you know what I mean? It's like it's like schlock, and it's great. That's it's great. It's great schlock. And, so. and, and now this. So they've kind of rebooted. I, I think effectively rebooted what they're doing with Spider-Man. Yeah. And this sure. excuses all those things to exist together. Yeah. It does. Which right. is right. like, yeah, something right. we can exactly. talk about. Yeah. yeah. Right. Something so, we can talk so about. So Venom, right. as bad as the reviews were, uh, not that this is a Venom podcast, but... <laughs> 213. I would love yeah. to do a Venom podcast. So that that movie's pushing a billion dollars. It's 855 million worldwide for a Venom. movie. Yeah, Venom. So it's it's wow. 213 domestic, 642 foreign. Critics Good don't matter. Tom Hardy. Critics don't matter. God. Yeah. yeah, I could talk about Venom for like two hours. We're not going to talk <laughs> about Venom though. Uh, we're going to talk about Spider Verse. Spider Verse. <laughs> yeah, yes. The, what we've been talking about. I know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we already talked about development history. Uh, let's let's talk about the IP thing, okay? Because I mean, yeah, how this you was not... your question. Uh, I think yes, this was yes. mine because th- this movie is one of those is one of those movies kind of like I said this a lot with Homecoming with Spider Man Homecoming, where you have to have a lot of pre knowledge of either the source mm-hmm. or the franchise to get half of this stuff, right? This is this is not like sp- exists, this isn't my mom's Spider Man movie as a response to what came before, which these guys are masters of yeah yeah this is are. yeah yeah what yeah. do you think jamie about the how respecting the ip changes the story i i you know it's it's really interesting and we've seen a lot in the marvel movies in general uh, well that's like writing a tv show so yeah it, it is yeah, it yeah. Is. Uh, this one this one did an interesting thing i mean that whole opening with hey let's do this one last time you know and, yeah and they were going through, and they and they showed actual clips from the movies. Sam right. Raimi yeah. and all the movies, mean, yeah. When I say actual clips, like recreated. Yeah, clips. yeah. Uh, they they showed actual products that people have bought. Mm-hmm. They they did all this all this kind of stuff. It's it's postmodern Spider Man. Yeah, I, it happened already. Spider Man has been a thing. I, here's what I, here's what I'll say about it. I feel like I'll I'll quote one of uh, or not quote, but I'll reference one of Bob's favorite movies. I feel like. <laughs> Space Jam? No, <laughs> no. Kidding. that's not one of my favorite. Uh, where, Sh- where Shrek? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I, uh, I, I remember when Shrek first came about. I thought the the interesting thing that it was doing was it was appealing to different people on different yeah, yeah, levels. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel that's what this movie's doing. Yeah, it's still cool for a kid to come watch Spider Man, and I don't think they need all the knowledge. They can just know, oh, this is a dense backstory. But I'm following this Miles Morales kid, exactly, and he's I'm going to watch his journey and his origin. Yes, there's all this other backstory nonsense going on that'll be explained. But I'm following Miles. Yeah. Whereas the it's other perfect stuff, audience surrogate. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, like, how could you get more perfect? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really, where, yeah. Where the other stuff is feeding us who have watched all of these movies. Um, it started with Spider-Man on the Electric Company or something. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there was an Electric Company joke unless I missed it. Uh, there's a six, there's sixty Spider-Man. There's sixty obviously. Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Spoilers. Oh, this is gonna be all spoilers. So. Yeah. so you know, they were throwing out all kinds of nuggets for us and just comic book stuff and the look of it and everything. But I think a kid can still sit down and watch it. So it's it's really appealing to a bunch of different interests all at once. I think this I think the Shrek is a perfect description, like parallel, because it's it's almost well, like a the, spoof the pop on Spider Man, mm-hmm. but a Spider Man yeah. movie in itself. Which I think I think Shrek is a spoof on fairy tales, but a fairy tale in itself. Right. Um, both I'm not at disagreeing. Once. I just don't like Shrek that I, I, much. I, I had sorry. this moment where I realized. <laughs> 
people who are listening for the first time are probably like, why the hell are they laughing their ass off at the mention of Shrek? It's they don't well, know the history. Yeah, Bob, it's like so, so yeah. Like, I what's, don't hate Shrek. What's so funny? Said, no, Bob. Bob doesn't mind Shrek. He hates Mike Myers. <laughs> oh my god! No, don't just... put that out there. I love Mike Myers. I love I you forever. You're my heart forever. <laughs> I just said Kung Fu Panda Bob's was blushing. better. That's all I said. And it, I was joking and a bunch Bob of people online. Bob likes Jack Black more than Mike Myers. You get it. They both serve a different part of the stomach. Except in Bohemian Rhapsody. Jamie is secretly an amazing button pusher. Ja- no, um. Jamie is... Honestly, you should be a professional troll more than a screenwriter. You'd be better at it. If only that paid. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't pay very good. It doesn't pay. Uh, it pays spiritually. Well, you can okay, get elected. But, no. but so, so, so one thing I wanted that I that I didn't realize watching the movie, but upon reading the script realized is how self I I understood how self aware it was, but right. I didn't realize they were using Peter Parker specifically to to point all of the self awareness out, like like. Okay. Explain what you mean there. Because okay. that seemed like so, it was on the surface. So it breaks the fourth wall when introduced. So here's the various things because we all know the IP that it does that I didn't really notice. I was just so in, you know, entrenched in everything that was happening. I didn't notice the techniques they were using. So it breaks the fourth wall with introducing each new Spider Man, right? Um, it like. It uses the audience familiarity with like all the comic book movies, right? So it points out the MacGuffin. Peter says, "There's always a bypass key, a virus key, a who cares key, a goober, a goober right?" And then they they like have Peter acknowledge the end of the world stakes and the ticking clock that's typical. He says, "This is pretty standard Spider-Man stakes." And guess what? In a second, he's gonna say, "You only have 24 hours." And then Kingpin says, "You only have 24, 24 hours." hours yeah. And then like in the middle of getting chased through uh through the woods by Doc Ock, he suddenly screams out, and it says in the script to the audience, uh, "And this is the moment when I'm losing the fight." Like there's constantly <laughs> so- moments where Peter Parker himself is talking to us. If I, I just want to point out, I know I already said not to, but everything you're saying right now and all the things it's pointing out, Venom does exactly that. Oh, really? And that's the <laughs> difference between those two movies. Venom is the movie they're commenting on. Oh, that's funny. So it's like the most hack well, everything. Well, Everything's was, hack. It's I was going to say yeah. most movies are that. And most movies are that. I'm just saying in this franchise, yeah. though, in the Spider-Man verse. Right. And yeah, I, I think most movies are that. that. That's That's the interesting thing here. All genres reach a point. Where they have to become parodies. Yeah. They, where they, they, they to, reach the last action hero. They have to become yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like yeah. Scream. Scream had Scream, to, scream yeah. had to happen. And then basically they now the sad thing is they use that usually means it's almost time for them to go away for a while. But yeah. Well, so usually so I don't think superheroes are in that realm. <laughs> they're not gonna go away, but yeah, we're, we're also in a that. very weird place where like I feel it's happened what like three or four times with superheroes so far. Yeah. Deadpool's obviously Deadpool. a yeah. huge one. This almost feels like the Deadpool of Spider-Man. It does. Yeah. No, has, no yeah. it is. When, when I was Spider-Man, watching it, yeah. I I was most comparing it to Deadpool. It's yeah. Like, right, like right. the kid's Deadpool. It is. You know, that's what it felt like. It's like family intentionally de- Deadpool. And Deadpool had to happen, too. Yeah. It was time for Deadpool. If we yeah. had thrown out Deadpool in 1990, it wouldn't have worked. It yeah, it might have been like, whoa, wait, wait. We want to see the... Oh, well, if he was commenting on that, that boom in the, you know, like the <laughs> Batman, Superman, yeah. Phantom stuff, I guess. But, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, maybe we weren't ready for Mystery Men back then. Yeah, or no, you know, Mystery Men should come out t- uh, like next year. Yeah, that, so that's exactly. What, yeah, wrong time for it. Wrong time. Incredible. Movie. Right. But, I love that. Movie. So all all genres kind of go through this where you get to that point. And by the way, this isn't the first movie. Like we've mentioned, Deadpool, Homecoming to an extent 
commented a little bit. It kind of had its cake and ate it too a little bit, you know? Yeah. Self-aware, but not in like a toxic way or anything. Right. It was yeah. just like just there. Like, I, by I think, the way. I think maybe Guardians even sort of does it. There's an element of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe the maybe even the Marvel universe. Guardians feels like a shake up and tone. The difference here is this is the fourth wall break. It is yeah. the fourth wall this break. This is those movies from if there's Peter a, Parker. From yeah, literally from Peter yeah. several Peter Parker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean yeah. he's the main one who's talking to the audience. If you look in the script, like even in the um in the prose it says he's talking to the audience mm-hmm. you know it, it doesn't say like voiceover it says and then peter says to the audience like it right. points it out in the script but and you know after reading it yesterday which i did it uses the fourth wall break as a function of the story absolutely which I think is, it's seamless that's the biggest compliment i could give it it's Dude. not just like like i love deadpool mm-hmm. but his fourth wall breaks aren't exactly functional to the story all the time i agree it's, it's a joke yeah and it's like a, a sidebar moment it's a sidebar whereas this movie uses it as part of the actual yeah. tale so yeah. yeah yeah love it it's great and it's yeah. funny you guys are everything you guys were just saying like to me was answering the next question. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Like, I what didn't does, no, no, no. Yeah. What does this say about the current state of superheroes from a screenwriting st- standpoint? I think you guys were just I answering I think Jamie it. kind of landed yeah. on that already. Well, I, so. I, I want, honestly, I wonder because usually when I start seeing this, when movies have to have this and, and, I admit, I haven't seen Aquaman yet. I wonder, I. wonder I, if I'm, I have. Um, Aquaman is once again, it's, I would say it's like Venom. Yeah. And that it, it's self-aware, but it doesn't say it. There's not. It's not like a pop movie. Yeah. It's yeah. it's like if you watch Flash Gordon right now. Right. It's that kind of a movie. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I, so so I wonder, you know, what we're getting to because I'm less interested now in just the straight up superhero movie. I want a taste of something, something. You know. You yeah. Want, you want the you want the wink. I want the wing. You want the I wing. Want the, I okay. want it to try something different. I, I like want... sincerity though too. I like either Aquaman is completely sincere, cartoonish. Yeah, and this yeah. is like completely winky. I I like both. Yeah, I I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm I not he... sure. I'm not sure. Is know? that because like the exhausted of the just there's yeah, so I've just fatigue. seen a lot. <laughs> fatigue. I've yeah, seen fatigue. a lot. I, yeah. I need something different all the yeah. time. I need it to Jam- fuel. You the know? winking is is a, a symptom of fatigue. Yeah. We have to wink as a culture because we're all overloaded with it, right? Right. After but, Infinity War, you need a, like a yeah. you need a release or whatever's <laughs> coming next with Infinity War. Yeah, you can't War go Infinity too. War and, and then think, Infinity Holocaust or something. You know what I mean? You can't do yeah. that. <laughs> well, so so what this movie does, I actually think, is a nice warm up for what I what Infinity War is probably going to do, and that's that like it proves that the audience is like ready and okay and willing to like watch new people take up the mantles yeah, yeah. and that's probably what we're gonna see I, with the... yeah we're about to get to the part where the whole thing's rebooted a little bit yeah even though it's uh it's well, end game's probably end of whatever this all was yeah there's then. gonna be so yeah it's not gonna be tony stark anymore it's gonna be somebody else and but but i think this movie and its reception proves that that's that's not gonna be a problem you know? And the reason this is relevant to our show is because these are all things that I think all three of us agree that they were taking into account. Absolutely. When writing this was in the construction. Like, it's in the construction of the actual yeah. script, like yeah. straight up right there. This movie yeah. is, like you said, like this is a response to the current culture. I, and, uh, and I would say... They had to make it years ago, too. Yeah. They had yeah, to start years ago. I would the say, foresight is brilliant. Yeah, the foresight, I yeah. would say Homecoming was interesting in that way, too, because I had reached a point 
with the other spot the last spider-man incarnation <laughs> where i was like maybe i'm dumb with spider-man Me too. i'm just not into this to be fair that was not a very good spider-man uh, to be fair yeah but i don't know if that came out in 1999 i might have loved it i have no idea exactly I, it was sure. less to do about that work it, it and more the collective it felt it felt like an imitation yep. of the toby Maguire thing i appreciate that, that this movie i agree with I you like completely that, i like that this movie that's something very specific in the script in fact which it it doesn't kick that spider the amazing spider man's it doesn't kick it while it's down yeah but it does hold up the the other the Raimi's yeah as like and it, it makes fun of the Raimi's too yeah. I mean you know I thought that the, was a yeah. tasteful choice it was a tasteful yeah, yeah a tasteful it doesn't choice. it doesn't kick anything too hard yeah but you know homecoming it's showed, not Deadpool <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. homecoming yeah. showed me a lot different to the point where we have Spider Man in an Iron Man suit almost you know at the Avengers. So it's he's, very different. It's he's a, very, a different Spider-Man. It's a different Spider-Man. It's, a, it's not the Spider-Man I grew up with and wanted to see in a movie when Raimi showed up with it. Yeah. But now it's something else and newer. And also different. a movie that has completely, it would be a different script if Iron Man wasn't in it. We already accepted Iron yeah, Man absolutely. completely as a character yep. and a mentor. You don't need to establish any of that yep. in the script. So it was a weird movie to begin Just with. Like the question you asked before, yeah, our our, our knowledge of the existing IP. But the fact that right? they don't have to establish Iron Man, he just is Iron yep. Man. And with that's this movie, they don't have to. That's like what ten pages you can just take right out, dude. Yeah. And then with yeah. this movie, they don't have to establish Aunt May or Mary Jane or Gwen Stacy. You know just who is. they are. They just there. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. I mean everything. It's yeah. just it's all IP. Well, <laughs> Spider Ham existed. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the interesting thing, and we were talking about mentors and stuff. But Miles is kind of a fish out of water in this universe. But these other characters know the universe, so they can enter, they can pull them in. So while while the audience may or may not know Aunt May, Miles doesn't know Aunt May. It's true. So that's a big advantage to pulling that whole thing off. Well, because yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. he's he's he seems to be one of the few Spider Mans that isn't a, P- a Parker. Right. Yeah. And so right. They, yeah, it's this great like fi- yeah, the fish out of water is yeah. him it's, not being in that lineage. It's, yeah. Right. I mean, it's kind of like truly into the Spider Verse. If this were Narnia and we walk through the wardrobe, there we don't know what's on the other side right. of the wardrobe, but there might be a character on the other side, Mister like, Tumnus. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know this character. I don't know why I picked <laughs> Narnia. But, um, uh, it worked, did, Jamie. Tom Bombadil. Bob what's the guy? No, Mister Tumnus. Is, yeah. That's Mr. Thomas. the that's yes. the what the centaur, Wait, the yeah. centaur guy. Yeah. No, he's not a centaur. He's uh, <laughs> um, he's got weird the, legs. <laughs> there's a name for those guys, uh, but uh, yeah, the goat leg boy, <laughs> Tom, Tom no, McAvoy. No, all the, James McAvoy. All the Narnia fandom is gonna shit on us. That's all <laughs> we just lost all of, lost all of Narnia. <laughs> all the C.S. Lewis Narnia's fans. gone. <laughs> So much for our screw tape letters uh, podcast. You know what? I like those movies anyway. <laughs> I like it, but yeah. but yeah. Th- so uh, there was a question about mentors and writing mentors. What what do you think? Uh, are you thinking of uh, Peter Parker, the the other Peter Parker? He's kind of the mentor here, right? Is that yeah, what you're, that's what you're thinking, right? Uh, Peter's definitely the mentor. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's the Obi Wan. So yeah. I loved. Can we, I know that I don't want to talk about it early, but I love that they the opening one is uh, they in the script they call him R I Peter. Yeah, and I love that. Yeah, because he's the one that dies at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But we're, we were talking about the Peter Parker. We're talking about Jake Johnson. Yeah, Jake Johnson's Peter. Yeah, Parker. Peter yeah, B. Parker. Yeah, yeah, Peter B. Parker. Peter B. Parker. Right. And just to avoid confusion. Yeah. Who we're talking about? He's the mentor. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah, the, the hobo Spider Man. The hobo. I love that. Yeah. 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 I mean, seriously, he's yeah. Yeah, he he kind of fits that perfect mold that uh, we've seen in other. Uh, you know, he's like he's the. Un, 
Like he's the he doesn't want to be Morpheus. Yeah, he's the reluctant. <laughs> yeah, mentor. he's the reluctant so mentor. From yeah. I, and this definitely would go into uh, Can you, the writing is yeah. that they apparently approached Tobey Maguire at one point to oh. do this. Oh wow! I read that. I don't know how accurate it is, that. but uh, you know, Tobey Maguire is what like almost forty now. If not if not past, he's I think he's done with Spider Man. Yeah. But yeah. that would have been really interesting because they obviously it would have interrupted his professional poker career, <laughs> <laughs> right? But the the movie obviously has a reverence for those movies. Yeah, mm. definitely. And I, the whole, even though Jake Johnson does an amazing job, I think so too. Uh, I, I actually can't imagine it as, as, as that. But I, I view that character as them writing it as if that he was the extension of that yeah. specific that trilogy. That was the intent, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's Tobey Maguire's Spider Man. Yeah. on screen yeah. that we all grew up with, and who is now an old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's great. He's kind of this reluctant Miyagi, which is yeah, which is kind of interesting. Uh, he doesn't really want a part of it. Now, uh, I I always point like when we talk about the monster in the house movies with the half man, it's kind it's kind of the same mentor character because it's somebody who's seen what they're about to go through. Right, he survived the battles. He survived yeah. the battles. Now, in in those He's scripts, like the old samurai. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, in, yeah. in, in yeah. those scripts, usually the mentor goes on to die at about yep. page seventy five. This mentor doesn't die uh, so much on page seventy five. But they tease it. They, and they tease subvert it. it. They do. Yeah, they do, exactly. Because he's like, I'm gonna. What does he say? He's like, this is what has to be done, and that's when he's like, watch the watch the mouth, not the hands. Watch the mouth, not the hands. Great payoff. Yeah. yeah, and I loved that. Once also, he, I mean, this, this this script constantly is subverting expectations. Also, teaching like you could go into this movie not knowing anything about Spider Man, and the entire introduction of uh jake johnson's spider-man teaches you about all the powers yeah and and vulner and invulnerabilities that he has yeah. like it's, true. it's like violent and awful and like the fact that he survives i was like <laughs> i was like it's smart because it's it's showing you everything that spider-man is it's not yeah. just webbing yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and this specific spider-man with his invisibility and his yeah, yeah. venom strike right. and his yeah yeah it's great well you so the uh the key you were asking about you know writing a mentor character so so i think this movie does a good job with the with the reluctant versus Mm -hmm. the person who's like please teach me but you could do the opposite and you could be like the person who really wants to teach and the person who doesn't want to be taught Mm -hmm. or you could do they both want don't want to do it like the teacher doesn't want to teach and the student the situation forces them to do it right right but i said like I was thinking the one thing that I don't think would work is where you have both of them are eager. Mm-hmm. I think that's just yeah. boring. Yeah, and it's th- almost that thing we talk about, the paradox, the tension. Yeah. So there's no tension there. Right. So it doesn't it's, work. Well, right. <laughs> if I may, isn't it? If they're it, both, please teach you, me. Okay. If I were writing it, I would write it as a romantic relationship. Yep. Perfect. That's one perfect. where one person's not too sure, but they're still interested. Yeah. That's a good call. Uh, the, the reluctance and everything. Uh, it's uh, all there, right? Uh, I mean, oftentimes, it's, so, I know it's a boy and a man. I'm not. No, <laughs> I'm not no, no, no. I know. Yeah, no, yeah. In, in, a, yeah. in certain romantic comedies and things like that, where there's an A and a B kind of character, the B character is tends to be a mentor. They yeah. tend to be. Yes, yeah. And same the B with story. Yeah, yeah. Same with um, buddy cop movies yeah. and stuff. There's yeah, usually right. one is kind of, but it's really a love story in some ways. And so I think you're right on that. These stories it's always are a love like, story, really, right? <laughs> yeah, no, Friendship it is. Friendship is love. It's, yeah, and he, yeah. and he, it's very father-son. Like, he's like, I'm proud of you. Look at you go. <laughs> I, it really, it's, <laughs> Which it, I love. Yeah. I would say it's perfectly Big Brother. Big Brother is perfect. Which is something that Miles, obviously. Because yeah, Miles has a dad. Miles is looking. No, we'll see, the, the, the reason this is so great is because, to me, Peter B. Parker fills in the gaps of Uncle Aaron. Right. He, he loses, he loses his Big Brother. Right. And then gains one. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Like exactly. it's, a, it's a perfect, it's, it's, perfect. it's perfectly balanced yeah. structure. It's yeah. a perfect script. Yeah. It's really great. The nope. uh, the other things that the that this movie does well from the mentor mentee is so that there needs to be um, and and I'm sure like Chris Vogler's book breaks mm-hmm. this down much mm-hmm. better. But this is I was just which like book observing. is that? Chris? Uh, That's the hero's journey the hero's stuff. journey he's stuff. His, he's okay. got his own title. He's got two or three yeah. books. Um, and he I mean he goes into these types of archetypes very mm-hmm. in depth. But I was just kind of commenting on this movie specifically. You know, you usually have your physical trials and your spiritual trials. Mm-hmm. You know, and this one has. Uh, don't watch the mouth watch the hands has two beats the web swinging has three beats the invisibility has three beats the venom strike has three beats it all has like a beginning mm-hmm. middle and end moment of its own of learning of learning mm-hmm. right and then uh, this one also has the spiritual trials it, like use the force and uh, he is the one in the matrix you know the matrix mm-hmm. is a great example this, this is very much like the matrix yeah like way. like where he goes to the oracle and the oracle tells him he's not the one and then when he when when they need him to start believing he starts finally like using the powers that people said he had and they say he's beginning to believe mm-hmm. and then in the end when he's finally triumphing yeah. you hear morpheus say he is the one right <laughs> and this there's, one this one has that. there's also the parallel stories about um how he wants to the thing his work with music and his stickers and everything yep. that's who he truly is i love that and his father won't let him do that yeah he truly is spider-man yeah and, you know he has to make it to be Sp- exactly it's a perfect oh yeah, it's a spiritual great parallel. parallel between yeah. the two and then yeah. and then you know they put the exclamation point on it when he actually spray paints, paints his, his suit yeah. on the suit it's yeah, perfect it's, it's kind of the synthesis of the two different exactly. stories, B story and they, and they make story. it visual they make yes, it visual. They make it visual. Really, it, the script's really incredible. Dude. It really. I, if I read this before seeing the movie, I still would have loved it. Yeah, me too. Like, still, it, it's really great. And it is. We talk about arcs, and mentors are often part of the arcs. It. There's a couple things I saw going around, but ultimately, if we go down to those two arcs that make up everything that I can never remember. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask you. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember you know, one of them. Two really important <laughs> yeah. things yeah, yeah. That we talk about all most the time. Most important thing. Their most important two things are number one. The one I know is to learn is to be more confident. Be more confident. And yeah. the other one is Oh man, what I is it? You said it. And you added a third one, which is work well with others. Work well with others. Um to, it's like empathy or something. Yeah, I think learn Miles, empathy. Miles yeah. already yeah. had work well with others, so yeah, yeah. he's already oh, the down community with that. Guy. He's yeah. a community guy, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but he needed to learn to believe in himself. Learn to believe in himself. Yeah, this is definitely yeah, one yeah. of those. Um yeah. for sure. For sure. And that, a lot of these kind of hero's journey stories are like that when a yeah. kid becomes it's they're coming it's your of age standard of from a miles standpoint it, it, that's your stand it's your miles standard is, hero's miles journey. arc yeah. is very standard but it's presented in a fantastic oh way. yeah yeah dude like it's we've like, never it, seen before in a movie of this but it's uh, but at its core it's standard and a heartwarming yeah you know it's not like i don't think that breaks any new ground no but that's no good. not at all it, no that's why we yeah. react respond to but, it right. but breaking those mentor stories breaking those learning stories breaking those arc stories down in the beginning middle and ends or or even if you want to give them four acts or something before you write, I think is really valuable. Or even after, I, I find that really useful technique after you've written a script to go back and analyze where those beats are. Like just strip out, okay, where are my beats of learning? Yeah. It's not, it doesn't just set up and then pay off. It needs to have the middle beats. It yeah, needs to the have middle those learning lessons. beats. I, I love if you read, when we're reading the script, I love the names of the chapters. 
like it was like the rise of Miles yeah, Morales. Yeah, it's great. Something. Like they they knew ex- the beats yeah. were named in the script. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, I do that with one was just like what was yeah. one was just like all everybody fights or something. I remember, <laughs> like they would just name <laughs> yeah. the exact scene. I think that might have been an animation what, thing though. What Jimmy said, it's a common technique to do in treatments. Um, you just give them little beats, almost mm-hmm. like chapter yeah. descriptions. Yeah. Uh, the first time I saw that was on the Word Player website. I remember they posted their their original Godzilla screenplay that oh, never got wow. made, or uh, it, their treatment. I bet it was and awesome. It, it had all. I don't. I. I. They had the screenplay up there too. This was the pre Matthew Broderick. Okay. <laughs> so, um, and they had uh, it, if so you can go up, you can go to Word Play and look at theirs, but they use titles in their treatments. Like the titles in bold, and then they describe what happens yeah. in, that, in a paragraph, and then another title, and another title. Very similar to how the script introduces it in bold. Yeah, and, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, very yeah. similar. It works. They, yeah, they actually, I, it was more fun of a read. <laughs> those, those guys. Here we go. Those, <laughs> yeah, right. Those guys wrote the movie Shrek. <laughs> and they probably did yes. that. They probably Man, I don't that. hate Shrek. Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, but speaking of which, like, I like Puss in Boots. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, we were talking about <laughs> setups and this movie, we talked about it in our Home Alone episode, just how amazing that opening scene is with all the setups. This movie has another bunch of lightning fast setups that just are Tack flying by sharp you. too. Yeah. They're just Tack sharp. coming okay. at you one at a time. And Jimmy, I think Jimmy wrote a novel about him, Jim- if I'm not mistaken. Over here. <laughs> I'm taking a deep breath. <laughs> yeah, 10 pages worth of setups. To list. No, so, so stay what- tuned for the Jimmy podcast <laughs> coming up in three seconds. I have my voice back too. Remember we tried to do this when I didn't have my voice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. So one thing to note is a lot of the setup, the f- it's really the first 20, 20- the first act of this movie to two twenty two page twenty to the moment he gets bit by the spider is pure setup. Mm-hmm. Even after we're only going to talk about the first ten minutes, and I I went to eleven pages because I felt like that it's it's a very clear cut when that montage ends at the ten minutes in the school that right. it's mean me, meant to be the the yeah. ten page setup. Yeah, yeah, and definitely, I mean, in a in a superhero origin story, I, I mean, I I usually use this as an example. Bit by a radioactive spider is a classic catalyst. Catalyst. It's just, it is the classic. So that's usually where the setup kind of ends and then we're into something else. Yeah, the upside down world. Yeah, and if if you read the script here, because of course there's things like Save the Cat that say it must be page 12. You'll see, I think the bit by a radioactive spider comes about page 18, 19, somewhere in there. It's 20. But uh, 20. Did it in Rami's movie? Uh, Is that about that? I I have no idea. As far as I feel like that was like 20 minutes. Yeah. Don't be beholden to page numbers. Don't worry about the page numbers too much. Don't do that. And especially, I'm green. Especially in a screenplay, because again, 133 pages, tight format. But it ends up being 120 minutes. How many so times I gotta you know. say it? Rocky isn't challenged till 45 minutes in. Yeah. But you also have to keep in mind, you know, the I know. people who are reading this and standing right. in the way of so, the, the further success of the script. Right. But but back to your setup. Setup. Oh, here have, we go. I have one criticism in here, and I I can't okay. wait, I want to talk okay. about it. Only one. Okay. I'll I'll ramble through, and then yeah. uh, and then we you guys can cut me off when something comes to oh, mind. Oh, we will. Okay. okay. We're excited about it. All right. <laughs> Page one and two. Okay, let's not talk about something. <laughs> uh, page one and two. I'm not going to say one and two minutes. I'm going to say pages. Sure. Um, it sets up the self-awareness of the iconic story we're all familiar with, right? It goes into all the past 
things we know about the character and basically everything we think we know about this world. It sets up the future introduction device of all the spider heroes to come. And it ends by the saying, there's only one Spider-Man and you're looking at him. Right. Mm-hmm. Cut mm-hmm. to meet Miles. He listens to hip hop. He draws street art tags. He is not the keeper of the Spider-Man mantle we've ever seen before. He's nothing He's like new. that. Right. He's new. Um, the scene visually introduces his uncle in the background in a photo. Mm-hmm. Um, his parents yell that he's late for school, and we see that he hasn't packed his bag because he doesn't want to go. Right. Okay, that's page two to three. Uh, in contrast to his love of art and culture, we see he is dressed in generic private school uniform. Mm-hmm. Page three to four. Uh, we meet his parents, a black father, a Puerto Rican mother. They have a hectic life, but it's a loving, happy, happy family, and that's very clear. His mother like smothers him with love as he rushes out the door, and the script describes him as pretending not to love it. Um, page four to five. Miles heads to heads to school and walks past the old middle school he used to go to and he longs for it talks to his friends um he he walks through the vibrant neighborhood and he passes his old friends and neighbors and we see as a rooting influencer that not only does he love his community but they love him and we are also shown that he he clearly feels that he's betraying his community by walking past it to go somewhere else um page five to six miles even kind of a class note there yeah He's going it's to the very rich much he's going to the rich school. and he yeah. feels less than yeah you know and he yeah. thinks that's okay right like he wants to be less than yeah. it's, it's a very interesting yeah um uh page five to six miles slaps homemade stickers with his street tag um on objects throughout his path to school um police flights flash and the story subverts our expectations of a black kid getting harassed by police when we learn that the police are actually his dad and his dad is a police officer which we didn't know up front which mm-hmm. happened only minutes ago too. It's yeah. really quick. It's so mm-hmm. quick. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes you even not question it more. You, you know don't question I mean? it at all. Right. Yeah. 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 Um but his even some of the things I think I remember too, there there are lots of mentions of the collider and the earthquake that are snuck in there that when I watched the movie, I didn't even realize that was a I just thought they Yeah, were that's setting... that's in the next. It's oh, awesome. That's the next. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that was yeah. gonna be yeah. my slide. Okay, okay, here we go. Okay. No, go we're getting there. Yeah, yeah. It's not yet. Or you're almost there, Jamie. Okay. Um uh he so his dad picks him up. Um, during page six to seven, during the car ride, dad tells Miles that he doesn't want him slapping tags on the things I- I- in the community, which upsets Miles. And it's clear that he doesn't support his art, but his dad feels guilty about not doing that. It's mm-hmm. described in the script as he feels guilty. Right, for right. It. Um, their relationship is clearly awkward. Then a radio report teases the super super collider and it talks about seismic events that just happened last night, which is a trope. And I can deal with that. Yeah, it's a trope. But we're going to get to where I'm going to... And the authorities blame Spider-Man, which then the dad expresses his hatred for Spider-Man. And not only that, he's sort of like the heckler to this movie. Mm -hmm. He... He mocks the hero's mantle. He says, I, I really like his cereal, though. Right. And then he uh, he mocks and messes up the public uh, motto, with great power comes, comes great responsibility. He says it all wrong. And Miles is like, that's not how it goes. He's kind of the guy who's like, I, I, I hate Spider-Man now, but I did like that first one. Exactly. Why do they need to make more Spider-Man? We don't need more Spider-Man. <laughs> they made the good one before. We don't need a new one. Yeah, he's yeah. a response he's to that, the heckler. Yeah, he's that, he's, yeah, he's that yeah. guy. Um, there, the, the script... And the movie makes it a point to visually show their car exiting Brooklyn and heading into Manhattan. Yeah. Um, signifying that his new school is somewhere 
away from his community. Um, page eight and nine, the car pulls up to Visions Academy. Miles says he refuses to get out, and he says, I want to go back to my old school. And he says that this school is elitist, and he doesn't belong. And then the dad says he deserves to go there. He earned his place. He passed the exam to get in there. Miles which is smart. tells us that he's, like, brilliant. Yeah. Um, his dad talks about, like, the themes, opportunity, choices, expectations and warns if you don't make these smart choices you're gonna end up like your uncle which miles immediately defends and is like what's wrong with my uncle right so we see we learn all these we get these these seeds planted um we also learn later that his dad knows he has a soft spot for his uncle which i thought right. was a little nuanced there it's i nice. love that his yeah, dad we, knows he know, likes his uncle we know mm-hmm. you, yeah exactly yeah. um this is still on page eight to nine um Miles gets out and dad embarrasses him with that great setup over the car intercom in front of all mm-hmm. the students, not leaving until you say, I love you. <laughs> Making so him good. feel more like an outsider. Right. Yeah, it's... All, he's already in it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, page 10 to 11, Miles enters the cutting edge school. Everything is visually a stark, expensive contrast to the modest environment we just saw him thriving in. Mm-hmm. Um, and Miles is clearly uncomfortable. He travels the halls and despite his best effort, and he goes to a lot of effort, there's two or three lines. Um, no one interacts with him like we just saw him interacting with his community. Right, so it's like a nice quick reversal. Um, they make fun of him a little bit. Yeah, they yeah, make yeah. fun of him. I love you. Yeah. Um, the setup ends with a montage at school with papers, books, and lessons figuratively and literally weighing him down. Mm-hmm. Um, teachers yell out assignments and specific words they're stressed and focused on. Two chapters of great expectations. Take home quiz on volumetric pressure. Industrial revolution is incapable. <laughs> Um, an enormous change is unstoppable. And then Miles runs through emptying hallways, overwhelmed. The bell rings. Setup is ending. Mm-hmm. That's 12 pages. Wow. Probably, I don't know. In was the movie. It, so he hadn't got to the classroom yet? Right. That's okay. all page 12. Never mind then. The, the, I was thinking something the else. Way <laughs> that, the way that the script presents it, there's a clear, there's about this, there's extra space on the page where normally it's been crammed. Mm-hmm. So it feels like they want this to signify the end of, oh, the, of the hook. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they like go to extra effort to separate yeah. it from the next part of the story. Yeah, it's like we've, We've set this character up. Now we're yeah. going to tell a story about him. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, look at all the things we learn, and then there's so much more that's set up. But. Yeah, because even subtle things like him doing street art pays off for the catalyst. Like, exactly. That's the reason he ends up at it's the, the catalyst. It's the first beat of the, yeah. yeah. Of that. yeah. yeah. It's, it's, so it's a lot of, like, smaller stuff, subtle stuff, um, the stuff, again, about the uncle, things like that. Bob, you said you had two quibbles? Uh I thought that I was, uh, I didn't know that that's where it stopped. I was going to say that <laughs> this only small criticism I had was he walks into the classroom right after the setup. It's the next scene. It's the yeah. next scene. And I thought it was, this is a weird, weird quibble, but I thought it was unnecessary that the teacher was teaching about alternate dimensions. <laughs> yeah, it's I convenient. That, it's way too convenient. Made... And it's also a trope that te- they're always teaching the thing in class that the movie has the to class, do with. Go to the class. Go to the classroom. I thought that was. I thought the radio covered it. It didn't. We we would have gotten that information later it was anyway. More for Doc Ock, I think, than anything. Or I know. I just didn't think we needed Olivia. that. It's that's if we were talking script yeah. criticisms. Yeah. I was just like, you probably could have not said it again. It's just too yeah. on the nose. Yeah, I got because there's a lot of conveniences and coincidences yeah. in this plot, right. which yeah. I'm fine with. There's yeah, me but too. But that was one where I was just like, eh, 
That's weird that she was teaching about alternate dimensions. Yeah, okay. There, you, <laughs> it's such a small quibble. It doesn't hurt no, anything. There, there are a lot yeah. of coincidences yeah, in this, much notes? like... Um, there it is. Much like, you know, comic. some comic books have. Not but all comic as books. As we've established on the show several times... When you when it's funny, it doesn't matter. Yeah, off the top, yeah, for sure. Comedy forgives the coincidence, but there is a lot of. I think the reason it works is because uh, there's a shit ton too, and I'm sure I missed a lot. But after after you guys wrote this talking point, I went back and I like kind of broke it down. I was like, I don't remember having this. I listed like seven right away. It's like holy shit. (laughs) Also, isn't it? It's some of them they try to give reasons for. Like they do the patch that Halloween did yeah. after the fact. Well, well, my spidey was... senses told me to go to that classroom. We learned seventy-five pages later why Gwen I, was in the class with well, him. Well, the uncle—I'll I'll give you an example. Like the uncle being the villain uh, at the end. Like yeah. to me, that's that was a coincidence. But the reason it's not is because the whole reason he became Spider-Man was because his uncle took him to a place he worked, right. which was beneath the collider, which is, right. you know. So there, there's some versions of this that kind of unravel. Miles is not... pulled in. He's not, he wasn't predestined to be Spider-Man. He is pulled in for a reason, that's which you right. just said. Yeah, that's right. yeah exactly. So, no, that's not technically a it's coincidence. It's not a coincidence. Yeah. yeah. It's but, like yeah. universal fate intertwining. It's, it's and not a coincidence yes. like, say, maybe Homecoming had, spoiler alert, coincidence, where yeah. um, Michael Keaton was the father. Just so happens just to so be happened, the father. Which was a great scene, and yeah. I almost forget, I forgive the coincidence just to have the scene. Yeah. But it wasn't like that. They actually had a reason. Yeah. There's another one. I think Spider-Gwen being in his class, to me, yeah. was stretching well, like Jim, things a little bit. But, but Jimmy said it was, they patched 75 it with, they patched pages it. later, she says, my Spidey senses told me to go there. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like somebody else had that my note, and then they patched it up a little yeah. bit. They could have probably it's gotten, not the worst they could have gotten rid of her being in that class, honestly. Yeah. She, her introduction in the woods would have been fine. Right. Um, it doesn't ruin the It movie, has the but, one yeah. standard one, which is he just so happens to be in the tunnel when the radioactive spider comes that's through. That's the one you get, That's though. the one that's you, the get. One you get. That's yeah. what I mean. That's, that's to me, one. okay, this is really kind of philosophical, but to me, that's not a coincidence. That we're telling the story, the the, the story is actually about you know what? the that's guy a good call. who got bit by a spider. No, you know so what? That's, that's why, a great that's call. That's why it's not. The pre-knowledge of knowing Miles is going to get bit by a spider doesn't make that a coincidence. That's you, a good you know call. what I'm saying? It's yeah. really weird. That's a, ne- a necessary moment. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that the audience is hoping to well, we're see. here to see the story of the guy who it. did get bit. Good call. So, yeah. Very. I didn't think about I, it Yeah, when way. people talk about that with a lot of movies, we're like, wait, so. I didn't even think about it until you guys said this note, and I was like, shit, you're right. Yeah. What? One of the coincidences is I always bring up a Spider-Man three drives me crazy. How the Venom goop just happens to land on Peter Parker. <laughs> no, Jamie. No. Literally, since the day I saw it, I walked yeah. out of the theater, and that's why I hated the movie. I hated the like, fact it just falls fourteen feet from Spider-Man, yeah. the only superhuman on Earth. Right, right. I was like, it drove like, me nuts. Like that, and I didn't even care about scripts back then. Yeah. I was just like, how could he not care? That that is my example. I usually use when I talk about coincidences. It's, I it's use the that. Goop. I, yeah. that one bothered me so much. Ooh. I was just sitting there. Reading. I, the whole movie <laughs> there's literally friend the friends i saw it with listening to this podcast uh i could i literally said they couldn't have just added like the goop seeing the earth with like a heat vision and then they see peter stands out right. and he kind of guides himself trying to find some unique he, like human he, he like flying yeah. squirrel guides himself to peter or give me any reason yeah, i mean why <laughs> he falls near peter my spider sense led me to the <laughs> academy that's all you need that's all you need but yeah, just let me know you're trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Come no, on. they 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 made an effort. You know, yeah, they absolutely. Did. I, yeah. I personally dislike. So this is me on my soapbox. 
when I mention something like that, they go, "It's a comic book." Well, yeah, I agree. I, I kind of hate when people work say harder stuff like that. I can understand it's a comedy and it made you laugh. That that works for me, but yeah. just it's a comic book doesn't do it for me. It for it to be completely forgiven, it needs to be like Step Brothers level stupid. It, yeah, you know, where it's like that funny and that dumb we're that nothing almost, matters. Where almost so, the coincidence is funny or something. Yeah, or, like it should just be like or you. It's a it's a meta coincidence that right. doesn't even matter. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, to me, the Super Collider and it's. And it's like After Effects is kind of what absolves all the coincidences because all these random spider people are getting sucked in and shot well, out. Well, it's, it's aiming universe. at spider people. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so it's it it almost like says it's now a, a bunch of coincidences are going to happen as it's a, a coincidence of machine. machine. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I know. Yeah. yeah. And I and, and it kind of presents itself as that, right? So, because it's a major coincidence that Miles goes to Peter Parker's grave and then his mentor shows up at the very moment that he's at the grave. It's a huge coincidence, but the I machine guess, had just I mean, dumped him out at that time. Yeah, but, where, but, yeah, but they kind of cover that because uh, Peter B. Parker gets there. He sees all this stuff propaganda about how Spider-Man's dead. Yeah. So he would go to the cemetery. No, I know, but the timing of them ap- appearing at the cemetery yeah. at the exact moment is it just so happens yeah. That's one. Then I think that's, we're, that's, we're at the point that we're, we're like, we're talking about movies. No, I know. You know what I mean? Like, no, that's just, I know. That's not even, I don't know if that's as much a coincidence as it is. It is still to some degree a movie. I straight up disagree yeah. with you, but I, that's okay. I, no, yeah. it, it's lazy. That, I guess, but it works. I don't think that's lazy, though. I mean, it's only because <laughs> I, 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 I think it's equal <laughs> spin to the, out on the Spider-Man same day Venom that it happens, though. What'd you say? I think, it's, I think it's almost as equal to the Venom landing. Yeah, thing. I, I think mean, it's almost. just. I'm I, really because it's the I'm same not day. Saying it's that right I don't think this funeral. is an incredible script, and I could never yeah. write something as good as this. But I'm just saying. <laughs> but it's the same day. It's like the day that he got spit out. It's the Why timing wouldn't moment. I mean, it's yeah. It's it's a tricky one. It works. Yeah, it works. I think there's a reason for both of them to be there, and that's enough to. I, not I went make to the not... bathroom at that point, so they were together, and I just assumed there was a patch. <laughs> right, um, but it's not like they're at a random. They didn't meet in a burger joint. <laughs> they they're went there. They went there next. Well, no, but I'm saying they, but they went to Spider-Man's grave, and that's like enough for the audience. They, You're saying it's motivated that there's they both a motivation go there. behind them being there. Absolutely, the fact that it's just at the same time during the day when everything's going right. to shit. I think that's enough. I don't think that's right. bad. You know, you. You've you've convinced me. No, no, the, the location's enough. Yeah, yeah. it's, so, it's the motivated one, they go. The there. one other yeah. topic that you know I would kind of want to bring up with this 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 movie is you know it's it's our second African American superhero movie. I guess yeah. no, it's a that, huge. That we we got to talk about this. Yeah, um, yeah. Black uh, Panther came out in 2018. As yeah. long as 2018 felt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Black Panther and this. Yeah. And one one thing it's I insane. One one thing that I really that liked, was right. That was that just happened. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Last year was a big year for the, for representation. What yeah. one thing, and you can see it at like the Golden Globes this year. That's what it was all about, and it was it was organically so. It, it didn't seem forced or anything. It, it it just the movies that were made this year happened to be representing a lot of different you know or they were people that haven't been represented. Two before. of the best combo movies that came out this year. Yeah, Black Absolutely. Panther and Spider Verse. Yeah. So, so you know, we asked, we didn't get to this question, which is, is there anything we can take from the success of this with our own screenwriting? And I think that the greatest thing that this movie does is uh, female and, and race representation. Right. Mm-hmm. It subverts uh, gender and racial stereotypes in a movie like we've never seen in a it, comic book movie before. In as much as Jamie was saying, like how this movie. 
and you know the Deadpool discussion how this movie has to happen now in this genre this movie needs to happen now in this culture absolutely you know what I mean like it's it's a perfect movie for both of those things it has to happen Dude. right now and yeah. it's perfect yeah. it's like a beautiful thing watching it's, it's it really too. beautiful yeah. One, yeah one one thing I like about it too is so I remember after John Wick came out <laughs> there were a bunch of people that were doing you know John Wick with a chick and and they there were yeah. tons of spec screenplays that flooded the market where people just took they were their doing character. Die, the Die Hard with John Wick, Die they, yeah, Hard on a plane. They, on the bus. they just they yeah. just did a cut and paste and changed the uh, character from John to Jane, and, and then you know yeah, and they yeah, sent it yeah. out. And but what I like about this movie is it's set in Brooklyn, so the fact that it is this inclusive is organic to the material. Absolutely. That's what Brooklyn looks like. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 It just looks like our world. It That's feels motivated. It, it, yeah. it earns it. There's not yeah. some other cut and paste. It's not cheap. In any yeah. It's not no. cheap. In anything. Yeah. 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 No. So we've never talked about, um, well, first of all, it's I, something I, I we wanted... never have addressed. No. As three white guys doing a podcast, which yeah. is so rare. <laughs> Yeah. Three white guys doing a movie podcast. <laughs> the struggle is yeah, real. Right. I'm glad that we're the one out of millions of that they're deciding <laughs> right. to do the bold choice. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, good. So, so, um, oh, first I'll talk about the gender subversions, and then I want to talk about the Bechtel test because, um, okay, okay so it's it, uh, Aunt May instead of our typical Aunt May is a fearless lady. She's like Al nothing scares her. She's a badass Alfred. Yeah, she's Alfred. Yeah. And not only yeah. that, like yeah. when like even when Doctor Octopus invades her house, she's like, oh, it's Liv. Like she doesn't even break yeah. a sweat, which is like so not what we're used to seeing with right. the hapless Aunt May. Um I mean she's always very nurturing. But she's never been fearless like this. Because the Aunt May in Peter B. Parker's universe is probably the Raimi Aunt May. I'm exactly. Right. I was getting that because she's and, dead. She and was they, older. And, and Peter mm -hmm. expects that too. He does. He's yeah, like, right. oh, Aunt May. It's um, subverting his own expectation yeah. in the movie. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's so smart. Yeah. Um, Gwen Stacy is not a love interest. In fact, she is a specifically a friendly ally. But by the way, interesting. In an early draft, apparently she was, and they their female producer kind of pointed out that maybe that wasn't a great idea and they adjusted. That's awesome. That's I was great. so worried that note. they were going to kiss in the end and I didn't want that because I was loving how they were handling, you know, that relationship mm -hmm. and not going with the standard love story. Th is, uh, thank that's God. That's a great note. Sometimes it's they such make a great mm -hmm. producers do have good notes every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Dr. Octopus is not only a woman, but one, but we're seeing another female. She's a brilliant scientist, right? So once again, which you know, Doc person, Ock always, wants, yeah. But, but now yeah. we're showing a woman, right? Who's a scientist? You know, a, a scientist. Which I love that little quip where he's where he's uh, talking about how they're going to invade the thing, and he says, "I'm going to get a scientist." He's like, "Well, that lady's the head scientist." Well, first, I'm going to reexamine my personal bias. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> they literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, but this is going to be a good discussion here. Um. Okay, so the Bechtel test, which we've never talked about, I'm gonna assume the audience knows what it is. Well, I Let's do. say the Listening? rules. Say it. Say the rules out loud. Okay, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's from a a comic artist named Allison Bechtel, um, and it measure measures representation of women in film, and it asks three basic questions. And do we not talk about this? We've with never talked about this. We didn't... Nope. We Man, never we kinda, talked we about this. We dropped the ball. A little we dropped on the that. ball. Okay. So. Are there two female characters with names, yes. not just two unnamed females, um, who talk to each other? That's question number two. Three, about something other than a man. Okay? Yes. 
this movie, okay, because I looked at it over twice. Yeah. Because I, because I found there's a there's a ton of sites out out there if you're interested in looking at. Many of the movies, your most famous movies, mm-hmm. fail this test. Probably like every movie before 1995. Um, oh, like, God, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. has, yeah. they break, they even, it's like a live, the movies that come out now. Spider-Verse isn't on there, but like A Quiet Place is on there and it fails. Does a live um, fail? <laughs> <laughs> the movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Is there any females in a live? Yeah, there's females there that were in the They get eaten first. They eat first. I remember seeing somebody saying the thing fails, and I was like, well. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's, <laughs> there's no like, women yeah, in the movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so within reason, this test. Yes, it's a real. Um, right. D- so I, I didn't believe what I read this. I thought for sure this movie passed the Bechtel test, right? But then I found all these multiple websites who measured this, who said it failed. And then I went through the script and so here's the there's only one moment in the whole script where two females talk to each other about something other than a man. And that is Doc Ock comes in and says, yes. nice place, real homey. And Aunt May says, oh, great. It's live. That's the only that's it doesn't one say exchange. what length they got to talk. Does that eh. pa- mean it mean it passes the not really? Test? But... I think it means it fails it because. Yeah. <laughs> How could this movie, this movie, which still does a great job of subverting gender, so so anime Spider Man and uh, Gwen never talk to each other nope. about anything? I guess nope. That that would have been like a thing. Yeah, so it fails. It fails the Bechtel test for yeah. for all the greatness of this. You mean this. Penny Parker? Yeah, yeah. Penny, yeah Parker. Penny Parker. Yeah, I thought they talked. Well, I guess nope. they don't. Nah, I went through I guess it they twice, don't. man. Um, I mean that one exchange does kind of qualify. Does it qualify? I'd love to it's hear like, what our female listeners would say about. We'd love to hear it. it. Yeah, we'd love to hear as it. As, like if, as if we have a female. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's a technicality pass, or, but it's like yeah, it's great. almost yeah, it's not a great one. It's not a great it's, one. It's um, not. It's not one that fuels the spirit of it. <laughs> no, not, not at all. We're not exactly. going to hold this movie up and be like it's Bechtel certified. Yeah, no, <laughs> right. I would say in it, it fails, um, which is a bummer. Okay, so it, I would say it gets a D minus. It gets a D minus. D minus because it's Bechtel test. I, don't, I think the female, like we said, the love story is that they're just friends. It handles them well. It just the test. Yeah, itself. that that being said, like yeah, those also, gender subversions. Want to point great. out too, they're all all the characters they're working with, outside of Doc Ock, are established characters. That, yeah, you know they have a history and they stuck with them. So they're some of the choices of the yeah, gen- you of had gender to go and stuff there. there you yeah. had to uh, obviously if you would recast peter parker as the alternate reality you know penny parker and that was the lead right as yeah. the mentor then it would have been a different story yeah and story. it would have been easy an easy pass easy pass um not okay the, so then the next case. so yeah. so so bouncing off of that i'm take i'm going to take a quote from um the hollywood reporter which i think encapsulates the greatness of this movie perfectly and it's about racial subversions of stereotypes um and this this guy named richard newby of the hollywood reporter says for kids of color who dream of being superheroes into the spider-verse leaves us with a clear message we could always be spider-man with the mask on but now and perhaps more importantly we can be spider-man with the mask off as well which I think is good, really powerful it's and a good quote, man. And it captures <laughs> such a good quote. Yeah, it captures what's so wonderful about this movie. Um, and personally, I think that goes for for uh, gender as well. Yeah. Um, well, there's the the, the other test, right? Yeah. We're so so so, oh, the, sorry, so yeah. the next one. So okay. So um, should I should I say the test first, or should I go into how the the characters themselves subvert our 
Say the, let's do the test and then we'll let's talk do about the characters. Yeah. Okay. So it's Ava DuVernay. Um, We're talking about this too because we believe that they did this intentionally, right? This is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is all in there. This is I in mean, the construction. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So, so, so uh, this test was made by um, the Sundance Film Festival after listening to Ava DuVernay talk about um, oh, what is that Nate Silver movie? Uh, oh, uh, 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 yeah. Birth of a Nation. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Right. Yes. So, um, and then she saw it and and she was like honored and endorsed it, and now it's on five thirty eight. Um, they measure it. 538 has a great breakdown where they have like 10 different tests now of representation and gender representation from a staffing standpoint, from mm -hmm. all involved. There's all these awesome things. Um, so the test is measures representation of people of color in film. Um, and it's very similar to the Bechtel test in its uh, questions. Number one question is, are there two people of color with names? So they can't just be no name. That's a huge. That's a huge yes. deal. Well, he, right? For this movie. For this movie. Yes. yes. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. Um, who talk to each other. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so it are automatically passed. Uh, about something other than a white person. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the car are, ride alone. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The beginning. Yeah. yeah. Are they not romantically involved? Well, you have his parents. But there's still other moments where characters where... Um, uh, um, Uncle Aaron and Miles are talking about things that have nothing to do with the, the you know, being, yeah, like being found. Yeah. Well, they said romantic. They didn't, does yeah, that mean they said that, romantic? Does that it, mean are like, they not a couple? That's what, yeah, all that yeah. yeah. Miles yeah. is not romantically yeah. involved with anyone. And so. is one of them definitely not magical? So Miles becomes magical, but he wasn't magical to start it's with. It's a movie where everyone's kind of, of magical. Though. Of it other, kind of, it's kind of the flat line. It's yeah. a baseline of everyone's but magical. But even with this, yeah. this movie passes with flying colors. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, but um, so anyway, for any writers listening out there, I think both of these tests are really instructive and really important. And I would say maybe, especially especially with the gender representation, most of my clients are men, and I would say a decent portion of the scripts I get would not pass the the female representation or the, Bechtel test. I think I think a lot of the scripts. I think people are very aware of I guess the importance the other, of diversity. The now, diversity one probably comes with I, production I, I, more. I, I guess, think the, right? I think yeah. I see a lot more diversity in scripts than I do to, gender representation. To an extent, um, I think I think one of the keys to helping diversity, though, like you know, there was a time. When I would always just, I would never even mention race in my scripts. And yeah. I'd be like, I'll let them cast it. Yeah. I think there's a push now to actually mention it, to yeah. push them towards going in that direction. But I think it's, I think that's what I love about this one is instead of just randomly assigning a race or gender to somebody, this one is, it's organic. I mean, write stories that might take place in Brooklyn and might have different, you know, uh, looks and feels to uh, cultures and things like that. I, that's what I love about this one, as opposed to just, yeah, they they did some new casting, right? Know? Like, but, like, like Star Wars, right, right? Yeah, it's the opposite of Star. But there, it's not that that was bad. No, not that it was bad at all. Star Wars yeah. feels strategic. This one feels organic. It feels organic. It, it, yeah. It's the that's only way I feel like you could do this and make the story right. Also, Miles is an established character. I mean, right. You guys know that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the, a lot of the audience does. By the way, created by Brian Michael Bendis. Uh, so I think. <laughs> right, that is true. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> we haven't mentioned. Um, yeah, we should have. He didn't. That. I don't think he had any involvement with the script or 
I think he was a consultant. Was he a consultant? I think I saw it in the end. Okay. But I just wanted to break down the characters. Um, And uh, so Miles is a Puerto Rican and black superhero. So he's biracial. He is the first Afro-Latino to headline a Marvel picture, which is very important. Um, And, you know, makes him relatable to a huge portion of the audience who could never relate to, you know, a Marvel hero before. Right. Exactly. Um, His culture is celebrated. Like it's it's very clear that it's an important part of who he is and what makes him a great hero, um, like his love of hip hop, his Brooklyn neighborhood, his affinity for street art. All of those things are what makes him Miles Morales. You know, it's awesome, um, and it's why we love him. You know, so all of those things, none of those things are used kind of as just like a quirk. They're used to make the character greater, because right. um, a lot of a lot of stories would just use it as kind of like a side, a one off qu- right. quirk. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. this movie, all of those things make him a better Spider Man. Mm-hmm. You know, where um, I've seen uh, this, we've never really had this discussion on this podcast, yeah. but like I've seen it when this came up with Black Panther, a lot of people kept pointing to the '90s stuff. Like Blade and uh, Blank yeah. Man, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Blade, Blade is the specific example I kept seeing. You know, like Edge Lords on Twitter point to, like, of course, oh, oh, you forgot about Blade. I of guess. course, but Blade, while Blade is, I love Blade. Yeah, completely. Unlike this movie, I, that movie's not inherently has anything to do with him being black. Not at all. And it's also, uh, I've read some great criticism of that claim where. Why does every time there is a black superhero or black here, why they have to be so dark and gritty and miserable and, you know, hate yeah. themselves? Like, yeah, you see someone like, like, you know, Chadwick it's, Boseman as Black Panther or at, or Miles Morales. Like, it's like a positive, bright. Yep. Vibrant. Um, vibrant. Yeah. yeah. Like, so that's that's what we haven't seen. Yeah. And that's why this is. No it's yeah. pleasant. It's pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing against Blade. And but, fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. No, great. Blade is yeah, Blade, dark Blade, and morose, Blade, and yeah. I fucking love yeah, it. Yeah, Blade's great, but it's not the um, same. It's not the same. Um, Miles' mom is a Puerto Rican. In my opinion, she is Aunt May. She is the Aunt May of this story. She is unaware of what's going on with him, really, you know, and she is strong, maternal, and supportive. She says to him that great line, our family never runs from anything, mm-hmm. which is kind of what I feel is like an Aunt May line, you know, your standard Aunt May line. Um which is a great subversion of our like expectations right, of right. that Aunt May character. Mm-hmm. Um, Miles' dad is a black support- supportive father shown as loving and nurturing and a figure of authority who's res- respected in the community. Like Everybody loves him, right. which is such a great figure to have in one of these movies. Right. And not what we're used to seeing in these movies. I mean, let's be honest, other than Black Panther. Like, let's be honest. that's And that's an example from this year. So yeah. it's not really... You know what I mean? Yeah. What you're saying yeah. is like from like 30 years of watching movies yeah no <laughs> right? i know yeah 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 um and even penny parker even though they don't really go into it um she is voiced by an actress who is biracial white and japanese mm-hmm. which feels almost intentional you know like yeah. just in the spirit of the piece hiring someone like that to to do this this voice role um so yeah i i think you know when you ask, they left the cartoons and the dark gritty for the white guys <laughs> yeah you know yeah 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 so, I mean, I think, like, when you ask the question, like, what can we take from this as screenwriting to, you know, in our future scripts, I mean, it is, like, gender roles and diversity, definitely. When you write, you're writing for an audience, and the yeah. audience is changing and should yeah. be. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, this is a movie for now, and hopefully it can start a trend. So Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's an important great. thing to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, sure. thank you, Jimmy, for... 
That's so, uh, yeah, well, you asked that you asked that great question, and it just like we haven't talked about it, and it's very important. To no, talk if about there it. was a movie to talk about it with, yeah, th- there's the no better one. I mean, I I left the theater thinking, just like watching oh. kids in the audience who weren't white, and you know, you could just tell how much they were responding to the material, um, and uh, yeah, it just I thought it was beautiful. And also. Powerful. <laughs> It's this. It's a. I don't want to be so uh, flat and like monosyllabic, but it's important when you do a movie like this that it's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. know what I mean. Like I, I yeah. think a lot of people were worried Black Panther was going to be. What if What if Black Panther was terrible? Right? <laughs> yeah, oh, and I'd be shit. like, oh no, don't oh, God. Yeah. So this is a, yeah. A, yeah, this is a labor of love even, in every corner aspect yeah. of House. Even written, something so. like, those movies have a lot of pressure on them. Like Captain Marvel, I think is the next one up. It has a lot of pressure on it. Yep, you know for that reason. Yep, Wonder Woman had a lot of pressure. Wonder Woman had a lot of pressure. Look forward to the day when I, I think after I saw Black Panther. Uh, yeah, I said to my friend who I saw it with, I was like, I look forward to the day when it's not, when it's just normal that we see this movie. Absolutely. And I look forward to the day when they can do like Black Panther Ragnarok, where yes. it's so normalized that but they can like normalize. Thank you. That's a perfect way it's to put so, it. When they can just have fun with it, doesn't need to be so heavy. They, they it's can actually time have jokes. To do into the Black Panther verse. <laughs> into the Black Panther verse. Yes. No, normalize is a cartoon good... pig Black Panther. I don't know if that would work as well. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not sure if that'll work, but yeah. No, that you put it perfectly. Black, yeah, yeah. Uh, because I remember thinking this when I saw the spider that when I saw the Wonder Woman trailer, I was like, finally, the character has been around for seventy five yeah. years, mm-hmm. and there's never been a movie. Just How a TV fucking show. Sad is that the TV show was the. What premier... does that say about the culture? And who's, of who's making yeah. the creative decisions to bring these things to life? Well, I think so, it, I think it's definitely. I think Captain Marvel. Will, I'm cross my yeah. fingers. Not oh, it's wood. awesome. It's gonna be great. Hopefully, we get a Black Widow movie that's not atrocious, and yeah. it'll keep going. Yeah. Are the Saska yep. sisters doing that? Uh, I think I don't remember. What are they doing? The Saska aren't the Saska sisters doing the Black Widow movie? Oh, I don't know. I don't Maybe know. just the comic. Maybe they just taken over the comics. Yeah, seems... I don't know. Um, let's talk well, either, about. Yeah, either way, thank, I just want to thank Jimmy for. Oh, yeah, yeah. He kind of brought that whole thing, and that's something we definitely needed to talk about. Yeah. So yeah, right. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, yeah. When I, by the way, when I'm laughing about these things, it's like a false emotional response <laughs> to the seriousness of it. Sick. Um, and how how important it is. Um, Sick. <laughs> how dare you? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's a weird thing to talk about as as three privileged white dudes sitting around the table, you know, just like when we were talking about Get Out. We're privileged enough to have a podcast about movies. Yeah. That's how privileged we are. Sitting here talking yeah. with our iPhones next to us. And, <laughs> right. um, comedy. Comedy. Let's, Let's talk about Bring the it fun. Back to the fun. Um, wh- who asked this question? This was Jamie. I, I think I was putting it there more like, because we've had this track of with comedy about this one comic obsession, and I sort of love the fact that it has tracked so far. Big time. Um, do you think it still tracks in this one as Absolutely. well? Absolutely. The single yeah. comedic obsession? You? Yeah, yeah, the single comedic. I think so. I right? do, but I want to hear where you guys think the obsession is. Go for is. it, Jamie, well, and I'll say. I, I was going to say, I have a harder time targeting it. Ooh, so, uh, I got it. You're, Jimmy's always good at that. Yeah. I, um, I want to see if I know what it is, but I want to see if I agree with so you guys. So one thing I'm noticing is that often the comics obsession is also the need. Okay. It's, it's yeah. a thing that's that coming sense. up now. That makes sense. It's now yeah. that this is like the fifth one we've done. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it, it's not always, but it often aligns with the character need is also their obsession. Oh, that's great. That's um, great. So with Miles, 
all the comedy from his character comes around him saying, I'm not ready. I right. can't do this. Lack of right. Confidence. All of these yeah. lack of confidence yeah, yeah, moments yeah. lead to the comedy with him. Um, but doesn't it... believe that he, he can meet expectations in his family, school, friends, love, interests, or Spider-Man abilities. And all the comedy comes mm-hmm, from that. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to... What what is what do you view as his obsession for that? He's just obsessed with the fact I can't do this. He says I can't do it seven okay, times. He's like over, He's obsessed with being in and over his head. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's obsessed yeah. with the fact that he is he is not worthy. That's in, awesome. Incapable. Yeah. I was gonna say something completely different. What say? It. I was gonna say that the comedic obsession in this movie to me was Peter B. Parker and his obsession to run away. Well, it's each of these characters. Yeah, each yeah, character, each character has that. But that to I me, love that. To me, that's where. If the, if the movie had a main comedic thread, mm-hmm. I think he's the funniest part of the whole movie. Yeah, oh yeah, sure. definitely. And, sure. his, and his comic obsession is to run away. So yeah. That's he wants to. He wants to. They can have more than one. They can have more than one. And right. that's and that's what's great. Like like we I go back to Frasier and Niles. They have multiple ones, mm-hmm. and that's why the Frasier being the pinnacle of all comedy. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, they're I love just, Frasier. I'm just their their characters are so easy to they track. Are. They are. Um, uh, Miles' dad is his hatred for Spider-Man. Mm. All the comedy that comes out of his character is from and his, his love for his Spider-Man. son. Yeah, but maybe the biggest laugh in the movie with "I love true. you." I love you. Yeah, yeah. Mm. two biggest yeah. laughs. But they know, combine maybe. them in the end with the yeah. love and the right. hatred of Spider-Man. Um, and then all the other and all the other spiders all have their own specific. So like, I looked up. and I didn't find they do they do have traits, but I only traits. found comic obsessions for a couple of them. So Peter, you said it runs away. I think that's true. He wants I, to escape his life to the point to where he will commit suicide. <laughs> I know to do it. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. that's how bad his life is. Yeah. yeah, he's like obsessed with it. Yeah, I said he's old and past his prime. Mm-hmm. With the oh. comedy for me is just escaping his yeah, life. Escaping yeah, escaping is that's putting it way more sophisticated. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think you're right. Um, Gwen is all the comedy from her comes out of her refusal to make friends. Her and Miles literally get stuck together. She is a character who doesn't want to make friends with anybody, who gets stuck to another mm-hmm. another human who she wants, wants to be her friend. She wants to push away, and she's constantly yeah. getting thrown into. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's very literal. Um, Spider Noir is a man out of time, and mm-hmm. all the comedy from him comes from he speaks 30, sli- 30 slang, and when he talks, like no one understands what he's saying. Um, he's he obsessed keep- with color. Yeah, he's obsessed with color. Yeah. He, color. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, and he keeps calling the collider the gizmo, and everybody's mm-hmm. like, what? Um, and he takes the Rubik's Cube home with right, him. Right, I don't know right. what this is, but I'm <laughs> right. gonna figure it out. Right. Um, Spider Ham. And this one's consistent. This one's almost every single moment in his in the story is that he's a cartoon. Right. And he was where he's like, What do you got a problem with cartoons? Yeah, over yeah. and over. He's like, and and even when he says that's all folks, they acknowledge it. Can he do that legally? <laughs> yeah. Um Aunt May, uh, I think is it the comedy from her comes out of the fact that she's fearless. Mm-hmm. Like every single moment that's funny with her is because she's such a badass and we're she's, like, what the she's hell? no, she's a character like that is knowingly subverting her own type. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, she knows it. So um, I didn't find anything for the rest of the characters, but mm, those that's, all that's trapped. Funny. That's funny. And that's, that's pretty jam-packed yeah. of a list. Yeah. So, And I think they're pretty consistent. Like, all the comedy yeah. with them well, comes out of those. When you have so many characters, too, you almost have to... You don't get enough time to nurture a whole range of things anyway. Yeah. So you kind of... Each, each time they get the comment on a scenario, they pretty much have to be a very specific thing that they're yeah. commenting on. It's a great tool, yeah. right? I, it's something I mm-hmm. have I can... not thought about. And now with every time we're doing this, I'm like, damn, right. yeah. it's so simple. 
Yeah. If I could comment the script. Yeah. Something I didn't realize watching the movie versus reading the script is I didn't realize how late they come in the the extra spiders oh, yeah. come well, into the movie. Because like you watch the movie and it feels like they're all kind of in it the whole time. Yeah. And really they're not. No. They're like in at the end of the second act almost. Yeah. It's like really far into the movie. It feels like but midpoint it, in the movie. Yeah. But it's pretty far. It's and like seventy like, something pages. Yeah. yeah. It's not, it's really deep in there. And I was like, man, they do it such a good job at fleshing out what little they have yep. that I felt like I watched a tiny movie with every one of yeah, them. Yeah, I agree with you. It's pretty, pretty it's impressive. Pretty impressive. If I, if I yeah. Because yeah. how many over there? Like five? There's uh, uh, four. You're, you're, well, four. if you count, let's see, Gwen. Oh, Gwen. Yeah. Penny. Uh, Peter B. Um, no, I wasn't, I wasn't counting B, but yeah, yeah. you're right. No, no R right. and Porker. Yeah. Five. Yeah. yeah. So from other dimensions. I, right? yeah. yeah. I would say probably, it, this is just my gut feel, Gwen's arrival is probably around the midpoint. Like that's probably somewhere gotcha. around the midpoint. So, right. so the other characters even come further Later. Back than that. Yeah. It's really impressive. Jesus. You know, I just thought of one thing. Uh, we're kind of at the end of our yeah, list. Yeah, we talked about But I thought one thing we, we didn't, we, no one wrote, on, I find this, we, no mm. one wrote any questions about it, but we didn't talk about Kingpin. Yeah. No. We haven't even mentioned Kingpin once in this whole. Uh, Kingpin's not funny. Uh, yeah. In this. Uh, he's scary, which I think oftentimes, like I say, in these kind of comedies that are, actually have real stakes, it's almost better to go scary than it yeah. is to go yeah. funny. You know, and his. He's your classic villain that we've seen from Kingpin and some other iterations that has good reason to be doing what yeah. he's doing. You know, there's you it, understand his there's motivation. a personal reason. And he it's, thinks he's the hero. Yeah. It's not just like mustache twitchy. Uh, you know, I'm going to do it because of evil. No, he, and well, I yeah, agreed. He, he views Spider-Man having been responsible for killing his family. His, right. He views That's Spider-Man as motivation. killing his family and yeah. he views these spider, these other spider people as the one standing in the way of him getting his family back. Right, like definitely. Yeah, and, and I I don't know that they go hugely in depth with him. He's kind not of at there all, and he stays in the back. It's uh, simple, but they keep him scary he's, and he, fierce. He's and, functional. He has his reasons. Yeah, he has. He, they give him like a tick, and that's about it. They doesn't. Yeah. He's kingpin. There's no. Everything yeah. with him works though. It works mm-hmm. really well. No, he's not distracting or anything. Yeah. It's not yeah. his movie at all. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. He's there to be the fist that kills Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, I just said we didn't mention it. No, it I know it's weird to talk about a comic movie and not mention the villain. Yeah, yeah, it's very for true. Sure. But yeah. he, I think he's pushed in the background for a reason. Yeah, it's functional. Everything about they it. understand he serves his purpose to, to the point where like Doc Ock pops more for me. Maybe me too. Because mm-hmm. it's Catherine Hahn. I think uh, so. Because Green female. Goblin is kind of the ultimate Green Goblin, like giant monster Green Goblin. They yeah. changed. They changed yeah. him so he's not like a talking. Right. Well, he's just a physical monster. Yeah. Yeah. For a reason. I mean, yeah. like, how much more can you put in the script? Yeah, no, I <laughs> You know. can't fit anything else in there. So, yeah. Kitchen yeah. Sink Spider-Man movie. It really is. Yeah. It's uh, And it works. The, the the best compliment I had when I walked out was, uh, which I didn't actually know Phil Lord was involved. Mm-hmm. When I walked out, I was like, that was like the Lego Spider-Man movie mm-hmm. without being Lego. Yeah. And then I found out he did it, and I was like, well, everything <laughs> makes yeah. sense. I, yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anything left to say? Do we have- Dude. No. We said a lot. We said it all. Okay, let's great say all, movie. Let's, I love it. Let's nitpick it to death until we hate it. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. no it's, it's it's excellent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, excellent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think we talked about everything we learned who, too, right? Who, yeah, we kind of talked about. I think what we did we it on the way this time. Yeah, we did it on the way. Yeah. 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 Okay. You guys got anything to plug, Jamie? No, nothing. No. I'm doing nothing. I mean, Thunder Grunt. Subscribe. Thunder Grunt. Yeah, because we're not good at doing the plugs at the end. 
Do you have Sorry. Anything? Jimmy, Jay, what, Jay, you got something? J- Jimmy, plug Come something. Come on, plug Shit, something. I'm, I'm booked till June, dude. Um, <laughs> you can see Jimmy on tour this year. Yeah. Playing. How about this? Follow all of us on Twitter. Yeah. At Thundergrunt Bob. At Jimmy R. George. At Jamie underscore Nash. Yes. There. We there plugged, plugged, we plugged something. something. There so you we, go. We used it. Okay. One follower, please. <laughs> we just want one person. One cares. person. Now, thank follow. you for listening. This is this is a, this was an awesome movie to talk about. Yeah, yeah, it really was. All right, guys. See you later. Thanks. Bye-bye. You've just listened to Writer's Blockbusters, a screenwriting podcast featuring two professionals and another guy. Available only on Thundergrunt.